This is a Business as Mission podcast. I'm Gaya Boyd, your host. So I began to see it as this dynamic activity that was unfolding all the time. And I had an option to become a player in this activity if I would learn how does it work. Welcome to our podcast series where we explore kingdom keys for business, life and work. I'll do that together with Bill Job. Bill lived 30 years in China, where he witnessed God's presence tangibly in the business. You will hear some captivating stories. Bill discovered kingdom keys, but both of us are eager to learn more. So we will invite guests from around the world, men and women who are also hungry to experience God move in the workspace. What are their stories? How do they see God move? God is at work in the marketplace and we believe God desires to partner with us way more than we ever thought possible. May these conversations inspire you to connect deeper with God in your business, in your daily working life. Thank you for joining us today in this podcast. We are here in Stadskloster, which means a city, monastery, in the heart of Dordrecht, which is a small town near Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Um, we are talking here, Bill is my co-host. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Gay. It's great to be here. And we are talking with Rob and Erwin, Rob and Erwin, <laughs> who are the initiators of this place. So, um, Erwin, welcome. Introduce yourself. Yes, thank you, Gea. Yes, uh, yeah, we initiated this, this uh, uh, modern monastery in uh, the city of Dordrecht. And um, yeah, we are, have uh, yeah, been working on this project now for three years. And we just opened up last week for the hostel hotel part. And uh, yeah, we are running. Yes, we just had a tour around the place. We uh, had wonderful lunch. Yes. So uh, we already very much enjoyed it. I think we got the first lunch served here. It was wonderful. <laughs> Good yes. bread. So, Rob, um, tell us, who, who are you? Uh, yes, I'm uh, friends with Erwin for over 15 years now and uh, ran a ministry with him for a long time. I've uh, been leading places together and uh, he in asked me to come back to Dordrecht because I live uh, in the middle of Holland now, right now, but I'm moving back with my family to live here, like inside of the the monastery property that we have here, to co-lead with Erwin. Actually, I'm going to run the, the project. For now, we are, like Erwin said, we are, uh, we are up and running and the facility part and, and we are working on the ministry part. Like the, So we are really a business uh, that runs uh, for to really to support but also the business is our ministry so uh yeah well this is a business as mission podcast so we are discovering or trying to discover kingdom keys you know how do you how do you how does god work on the work floor and how does it the spiritual uh, manifest in the practical so Bill has some experiences from his 30 years in China. And here you are, you already had a business as mission initiative here in a church downtown where you had concerts. And now this is quite a big place. So how many 
people can sleep here, Erwin? So we have uh, 76 uh, places for people to sleep. It's like a 1,200 square meters uh, property. So yeah, it's quite big. How many people do you have on employed? Oh, maybe yeah, Rob can say something. Yeah, at the moment we work with full-time and part-time uh, employees and we have like 25 on the payroll right now, but still looking for people in housekeeping and uh, so and dishes. So uh, yeah, we, we are still expanding our group of employees. Are you looking for just anybody or there's a particular kind of people that you're hoping to be able to employ? Yeah, first of all, you need a heart of hospitality. You really want to uh, have people like um, that are, have this heart of inviting people into a place that they feel welcome. And of course, like it's different when you uh, do the dishes or when you do housekeeping than when you're serving in a restaurant or in a cafe. But that's the, the important part because we f really feel that's the, like the bottom level. Uh, hospitality is the bottom level of what we say is giving people the chance to meet Jesus. So uh, first of all, we are uh, known by our love that we have among each other. So you really uh, have to be someone that fits in a team and really wants to uh, connect with your co-workers. You don't have to be a believer, but you have to be supportive to our mission. So we've stated also that in the contracts that we have with people. Uh, and of course, we have people on board that really yeah, live out and already experienced in how to share the love of God. Like we, we want you to prophesy over people without getting awkward. That's actually what we uh, really feel for this place, that people can experience like the, the love of God. Yeah. So, Erwin, can you share a little bit more what is the mission concept, you know, what makes this a different hostel, hotel, restaurant? What is, how can you, how, how do you express that? Now, in the forehand, we said, like, we want to be this place really about meeting God and meeting people. So, like, two pillars in, uh, in this project. So, and then we, uh, our prayer is actually, like, when people will enter in the building, they already will express experience something of the Lord. So when we have a prayer time with our staff, I think that's mostly we pray out this, like, Lord, when the people are coming in, uh, yeah, will you give them the experience that you are here in this place? And uh, so that's one thing how we live our yeah, faith out. But, uh, yeah. And you have a concept also that you sit together on a table, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, like we have not a normal a restaurant, like having a dinner when you come with the two of you, you, you order your uh, meal and eat uh, with the two of you. But we have like a big tables where you can sit on with uh, 10 people. And, and then also when you come with the two of you, you will eat with eight other people on the same table. And you also eat the same uh, meal because we have uh, like, uh, yeah, you eat what will be on the table. So... So, did you already get back some feedback from people? How, yes. how, how is it? Yeah, it's funny because like uh, when we started the first dinner, uh, we had a group of people that, uh, that came in, like we had a, a couple of two, uh, uh, a couple of three and one person and, and two, not, uh, two, two other ones as well. And they came in and as completely strange to each other. So they sit in a table like with 10, 12 people? Yes, yeah, 11 people. They were with 11 people and then they were sitting on the table and they come in as completely strange to each other and they uh, left the building like friends. That's what 
they were saying like we came in like strangers for each other and we were, we we are leaving now like friends and we want to plan a reunion next year on the same table <laughs> yeah so that's funny and that's actually what we want we want to really connect people to each other and that's one pillar of our mission but the other pillar is as well that they will also meet god so that's why we also have a chapel inside of the building a place where we really dedicated to to the lord and uh, we invite people as well to go to that place and meet god uh, yeah well we visited the chapel just now just before lunch so bill what what was your impression when you were there well i feel a little bit sorry for our audience because we got the tour and it was really much more impressive than we've been able to to explain so far the chapel was one of the buildings that one of the rooms that was very very impressive because of its design and so i would like to ask for another round of description of the building itself but the thinking behind how you purpose the various rooms and the articles in the rooms, like the table in the restaurant was specifically purposed, but it's also oriented to paintings in the room. So I just want to say to our audience that a lot of work has gone into praying about thinking through the physical nature of this whole project, because in the West, in the States, we segment that out. We don't think it's that important, but it's actually quite important. So I would love for you to be able to explain how you understood the significance of going around, you know, asking the Lord for his designs for the building and then purposing the rooms, the various rooms, the way he instructed that. I think it would be really encouraging to people in the audience that this is a possibility for them also. Yeah, I would really have I would love to have Erwin uh, share more about that because he is the project developer, so he, he developed the whole project. But one thing that that comes to mind is that we back in the days we were running this ministry in the in the old church, we really felt on forehand that we would have that place, that the Lord would have giving us the church to to have this uh, whole project in but then it it uh, we had to leave the place uh, because it was sold to another project developer and there are now apartments in this church uh, but in a, one of the last weeks we had a, a business as mission conference in the church in november 2019 and arlene westroff she's also known as a speaker on a, a business as mission conferences and um, she prophesied and she took Erwin and me aside and then uh, we recorded this this prophecy and one thing she said like uh, I see a, a chapel I see like a worship room and it's really located in the middle of the building at that time we were looking Erwin, Erwin has been looking to like I think eight buildings or something before we got into this building but in one of the buildings that we were actually really serious about buying it had like a, a funny in the middle of the whole building they had like even in the middle of two floors they had like kind of a separate room and we were we had assigned that as our worship room we never got that building so at the moment Erwin was drawing the pictures for this building he purposefully set like the middle level because if in on forehand he had like another place designed uh, or des designated uh, to be the the worship room but then we really felt like this has to be the middle room on the middle level we really need the heart of the of the whole uh, building is really the chapel the worship room well before we go into the spaces i think that's a very significant question bill that you put on the table you know how 
the physical has meaning. You know, it's not only <laughs> the spiritual, it's manifested here. But since we are talking about the worship, what does worship mean to you? How do you see it affecting? Yeah, for me personally, um, as a worship leader, I always say like, for me leading worship is like, I see how good God is. I see how beautiful. I, I have this vision of how the Lord is and I really want to have others to, to join me in this vision. So that's my role as a worship leader. I stand in awe of what God is doing and I want others to join me in standing of awe. So that's uh, the, the vision for our chapel is really to focus on Jesus, to be Jesus-centered, to worship Him, and uh, not to really come with our questions or with our concerns or, or our prayers, but really with worship, like singing about the goodness and the greatness of God. So it's not a place that you go in the morning to say, okay, God, today we have so many guests and we have this problem. And No, we will have prayer times as a team. So we will, would we regularly do that like in office, we just pray. But the worship room is really to go in and to have your unique experience with the Lord. Like our general quote of such close to Dort is a unique experience in a historical city center to attract people because a lot of people are looking for unique experience online. But also the chapel is a unique experience. Like you have your own encounter with the Lord and no one will come up to you to minister to you or to pray over you. Uh, we've been leading a house of prayer in the, in, uh, in, in the project we had. And uh, with all the respect for people who have a heart for intercessions, often when you are in a prayer meeting or in a worship meeting, the meeting can be hijacked by a, a really specific uh, prayer point. And uh, we just want the chapel to be a place of corporate worship, uh, but individual encounter with the Lord. So we we, ha we set up a worship, like we have chapel sessions in the evening and in the morning, uh, live sessions. We have in between silence and also like playlists going on with worship. But people come in. We don't interact so much with each other. We only are getting inspired by the presence of God in that place. I see you <laughs> saying yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. So, I mean, here we are talking about a hotel, a hostel, business, and we are talking about a worship room. Explain. It seems to a, a lot of Western thinkers that this is incongruous, that worship and business don't really have a commonality. But all of that fades away if we get our mindset around the identity that uh, the business owner or the leader would have as a steward. So the facility itself actually belongs to the one you're worshiping. Mm -hmm. He wants to be involved. He's got his sleeves rolled up. He's ready to go to work with you. He wants to partner with you throughout all of these experiences, from washing the dishes to welcoming the guests to everything. So when you seek his presence, invite him to come, and then you go into his presence, it's, it's actually a perfect business engagement because now the staff is engaging with the owner of the operation mm -hmm. and it makes perfect sense but we have to be able to see that identity of the lord himself yeah but doesn't that make sense yeah i love i love that explanation yeah so it's like going to the owner and maybe you know when i would be an owner of the business and an employee comes and he comes every morning asking for this asking for that but when he comes to hey good morning <laughs> then, yeah, I get the picture. If you lay the personality of the father receiving the prodigal son 
over that encounter that we could have with him over the company. And then you feel the rush of the love of God to you mm-hmm. and, and all of the fears and, and concerns and worries, they take a different role. They take a back seat to now this just personal encounter with the character of God. We like to say that because we don't often understand his personality, we might be somewhat fearful encountering him. But actually, if you look at the father's response to the prodigal son, we're not we're going to be better off than that. It's going to be more magnificent than that. Well, I like to come back to the space, you know, that you say, hey, I walk through the space. Did I hear you say that right, Bill, that you sense their thoughts gone into it? Well, I love this experience of being here and going through the tour. Right across the street is a building that said it was built in 1726 or something. Sen- like? Yeah, 1725. 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're almost 300 years. The building is almost 300 years. Yeah. yeah. Those of us from the States are terribly handicapped when we start talking about old buildings. We just don't have them. And so here is an old building that was a monastery and a leprosarium at one time or... If you think of it historically from God's point of view, he's done a lot of good here. And now it's being repurposed, redesigned, and he's back invited in to run the whole thing. And uh, I, I just think it's a very exciting, very thrilling, very redemptive atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. I think, like uh, a little bit back, like you uh, were, we were telling about the, uh, the Protocol Sun. Like we have the painting on the wall here. It's painted by a, a girl of 25 years old, but it's really, yeah, magnificent. It's really beautiful, I think. It's also something uh, where you only have to, yeah, you have to see it like in the restaurant. And that's, yeah, that's what you were mentioning. Like, yeah, that's really nice when you come to the father as a prodigal son, but also, I think also, as the oldest son, they are all on the picture. We are all there. Like if you are, yeah, maybe you are the prodigal son, maybe you are the oldest son, but you are still, we are all still are invited at the table. Yeah. So that's why we put this picture in the restaurant because we are all invited at the table. Not only the prodigal son, but also the oldest son, but also the, the housekeeper, everyone is invited. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really nice, I think. And for our audience, again, this painting was about five feet away from the table where 11 strangers sat down and had a meal together and left as friends, which was all part of what you hope to accomplish. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think that's beautiful, yeah. It took a while, I understand. You had this ministry and a business in the church where you had concerts and prayer times and you had hoped to renovate that building and then... It was sold to a developer. Now it's three years down the road. Yeah, we are. We just you just opened. Yeah. Tell us what happens when a door closes and there is no building yet. There is a heart. There is a desire for the city of Dordrecht to be a place special for youth. What happened during those years? Yeah, so we had to stop the uh, former place uh, bonfire in 2019. And then in September of 2019, uh, God spoke about going to the lock. And uh, yeah, that there will be a renovation in the ship. Like if you go in the, with the ship in the lock, then yeah. You I go come to, from shipping background, so the, sh- the ship goes either up or down. Or down. And God was speaking about uh, yeah, going up. 
but also about a time that the uh, that the ship will be changed, uh, also from the outside, but also from the inside. So there will be a time of change and also a time that people will go off and people will come in. So and uh, God was saying that I don't have to be afraid of this process. So I was like, okay, Lord, what will, <laughs> what will I, uh, yeah, what will happen? I really don't know, but um, I was okay, Lord. We go into this lock, and then we will see. Like, uh, and I also uh, someone gave me uh, apart from that uh, uh, picture that I will be in front of the ship, so I will stay on the ship. So, uh, so that's the only thing I knew. Like, I will stay on the ship, but the rest, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, and you were searching for a bigger building to do, what was the idea? Yeah, the idea was still like, uh, also like in the, the other project, we had uh, the goal of meeting each other and meeting God. That, will, that still has to be the, the goal of the project, but in, a, in another way, like in the other project was about uh, events and uh, the house of prayer, uh, the community we had there, and then uh, already God began to speak about uh, getting a modern monastery, and uh, also like that the business will be more business, and the mission will even be more mission. And that was strange for us, because we uh, did that project for seven years, and we discovered that it was really difficult to have a strong mission, and also having a good business. So we were really struggling with that part as well. But God was speaking about the business will be more business and the mission will be even more mission. So yeah, that's where we left at that time. And then uh, we go out of the building and we were waiting. And I was waiting and everybody uh, was leaving and uh, choose other ways and also God has was saying to us, you have to quit the prayer times, you have to quit the community, you have to quit everything and let it go. So uh, I was actually on my own in my office in well, the end. We are developing this course, thriving in the midst of adversity. And that's actually one of the questions we want to ask the guest we, we, we meet, yeah. like you. This sounds a bit like adversity. It's going a little bit different, maybe than I expected. Maybe. Yeah, you hope, like, if when God starts to speak something like this, you hope that uh, you will not end up alone, and that uh, that uh, some things will stay or uh, develop a, uh, a little bit uh, faster. But here uh, it sounded like you were in a period that everything kind of disappeared, broke off. All the things you built yes. over those seven yeah. years, a team, the team uh, the ministry, uh, and prayer, and... Support, everything. Like, I was living from support. Everything went down, actually. So... Uh, How do you survive in a period like that? Yeah, it was like, I, I knew God has spoken. So I was... One thing I knew was, if I want to have something, I have to go to the Lord. <laughs> and when there, when there are there are difficulties, I have to go to the Lord. That's what I knew. Like also, um, when I sat on my office, I spent time with the Lord, and then uh, it took uh, ten months. And then I was saying, like, Lord, now it has to quit. Like now we have to. We really need a breakthrough. There has to come a new building, a new place, because otherwise I will quit 
as well. Um, I mean, after almost a year of only seeing, even though maybe you felt God saying, okay, we're going in this lock, but yeah, <laughs> how I, long I, do you want to stay there? Yes, yes, because also like I was a little bit, uh, I really liked, I, I really liked to work. I really love to work. I, I, I really love to do something. <laughs> and after 10 months, almost doing nothing, like, yeah, praying and looking uh, at another building, looking at another building, make another draw or uh, whatever. But it is not like I really love to work hard. Like so. And then after 10 months, you are really like, okay, Lord, when will there be something? And then, uh, so I was at one point, I was saying, Lord, this week there has to happen something because otherwise I will step out as well. I will lose faith or whatever. So, so you gave God a deadline? Yes, actually, yes, I did. <laughs> yes. It's can you do that? <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, I think it's actually a healthy thing to do. Yeah, I think you also can cry out to God. That's why you can't give God a deadline. It's it's something like crying out to God. It's asking for help, I think. So do you recognize that? Did you ever give God a deadline? Well, what I really recognized was the clarity of the deadline. I think when I have deadlines and I see that the Lord hasn't shown up yet, the closer I get to the deadline, the, the harder I fight to, to find the Lord, to go to Him and and uh, look to see what He wants to do. Without the deadlines, I can go sort of soft and just kind of wallow around. But I love the deadlines. And I think you can set them yourself in this case, because what happened, Erwin, as that happened? Yeah, so in in the in that week, actually, Lawrence, the, the people from uh, Just Real Estate that uh, were helping us to find a building, he came, he came up to me and said, I find, found a building. So, and actually it's even more, it's even better than we have been uh, seen before. So, yeah. And, and with how many, how long did you have to wait to get that? Once you set the deadline? When I set the deadline, I don't know for sure, but I think it was on Monday and on Thursday, I think he called me mm -hmm. like three days. And then you kind of knew this might be it? Yes, I knew for sure, like already, like, yeah, this will be it. Because it was perfect, it was perfect in in shape, in in, in place where it was, uh, the the possibilities, everything was like perfect, mm -hmm. like it was. Wow, this is really the building. Where were you during this period? How did you step back in, or how? Yeah, I was actually one the one of the people that stepped off the boat. Uh, <laughs> For a good reason, though, because I I met someone and I married her, so uh, that was a good reason. And uh, but she lived in the middle of Holland and had there uh, had her uh, uh, occupation there with the job. So I was moving her uh, way, and uh, but then uh, alongside the road, like Erwin asked me to come back because I had this vision still for a community-driven uh, work place, whatever. Uh, really had a heart for commu community, and um, then Erwin. I, I actually, because there was another building bought in the middle of Holland, so I thought well, maybe that's a nice place for me to set up what I have uh, as for a vision. And uh, both Lauders and Erwin were interested. So we had a meeting and I explained the vision. And then Erwin actually asked, like, if you want to do something with this, like, please help me first in Dordrecht to, to really set, like, the, the blueprint for what we do in the future. Because there's a vision, Erwin had already received a vision like for multiple places of hope in the Netherlands, even in Europe. 
So there we have a future of, uh, I said to Erwin, okay, I will step in with my family because we're gonna live here in this uh, property, like I said. And I said like, I'm stepping in as a family, not knowing where we're going, but if you create a place for me at the spot, I will be there to set the, the place up with you. So, and, and for me, it was like, uh, um, when, when we're talking about uh, uh, thriving in times of adversity, like I, I really feel like uh, sometimes we think that the enemy is uh, like against us or like uh, holding us back. The enemy putting like us in this lock. The, yeah, the devil is even the one who's like holding up uh, uh, the building coming or keeping us in a lock. But um, I've, for me, I experienced that the Lord is actually sometimes like my wife's name is Tamara and Tamara comes from Tamar in Hebrew and which means palm tree or, or a date tree, uh, palm. And to grow a palm tree in a natural, they put a stone on top of the palm tree uh, when it's still really small. When it's coming out of the ground, they put a stone on top and then it develops like this root system, like a really wide root system. And that when the root system is full grown, they take off the stone and then speedily the the palm tree is growing like and the palm tree is known for like in a storm or in the wind they can bend all over but they won't break and that's that's mostly because of their uh, strong root system so i i f really feel like for pressure has been also like is also a time that the lord uses to grow this root system like to be really dependent on the lord like in the, in in the example edwin is sharing difficulties brought him back to god and when we need something, that the Lord gives something, we're going to the giver. We're not looking for a gift, but we're going to the giver. I think that's really important. So if you stay in connection with the Lord, if you stay as a business owner or as a business developer, or if if you want to start up something, what's his business and mission, I think this is the most important part, that you are really are closely connected in step-by-step step be a leaded by by God, like in this relationship, father and son, uh, striving free presence based is what has been prophesied over me years ago. And I really feel striving that striving free presence based. So that's what I feel for me personally, but also like in general, I, I think it's it's available for everyone. The Lord wants us to be striving free uh, presence based. So when you are walking with the Lord, you're not striving because you're just walking. Like that's how it all started with Adam and Eve. They were just walking with the Lord in a paradise and they had like this this ongoing relationship. So I think, yeah, that's really what the Lord has for us in store, yeah. Bill, in closing, what would you like to share with the audience, with Aaron, with Rob? I would love for both to uh, speak to many members of our audience who think they may have heard from God, but aren't really sure, or feel like it got stopped because they got put in the lock and they don't know how to interpret that. Are there any words of encouragement and clarity that you might have for our audience who have been entrusted with a vision, the beginning of a vision, a hope, but they don't know how to manage it. Yeah, I can say something about it. I think like what Rob was saying, like you have to go back to the giver, like to the giver of the prophecy and that's God himself. If it's the right prophecy, if it's really from him, then uh, you have to go back to him at that point. And uh, yeah, I believe he will answer, uh, not always the answer that we want, but he will answer 
and he will help us because that's his promise for us that he will help us so um yeah you can sh be sure about that that's for sure do you have uh, something wise to say still yeah Rob? <laughs> i think uh, it's what erin said like i I, re i just remember i recall these moments that we were having this other building even we started renting the building without any money we didn't have anything we just had like a vision and a few people attending a prayer meeting but we often were together saying to the lord like it's on your desk so we felt uh, really like we you are the business owner we're entering your office we're just saying to you like this is your business so what are you going to do to solve the problem because we don't know how to solve so but you're the owner so we really felt putting things even on the desk of the lord like okay it's not ours if if you don't give us 10,000 euro this month we'll stop and we'll just go on with our lives like we're not uh, doing anything because we are don't have anything to do or whatever we really felt like this is the work of the lord so i feel still feel when you um when you walk with the lord and you are like doubting yourself like did i hear god right or uh, or if you find it difficult to hear the voice of the lord i would suggest just just keep walking and keep asking keep keep searching for god himself because there's always a process between the the, the prophecy received and the prophecy fulfilled and in that process there is this tension this is this this wrestling with god even but if you keep in the if you keep yourself in this relationship with god he won't forsake you he won't fail he won't let you down i think the the lord is always up to something new and something better and just keep going wonderful I see Bill grinning from ear to ear. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is my experience in China. Yes, yes. Keep keep going. <laughs> But we the time is up and it's been a joy to be here to have this tour. So when our guests come to the Netherlands, there is this business as mission hotel uh, hostel, interesting beds, you get a pot. That's a whole other story, but a very unique experience. So thank you for hosting us and thank you for sitting in this nice room and sharing together with you. Thank you for visiting and we hope a lot of people will follow your example by visiting Stadsklote Dort. <laughs> yes, Erwin. Totally, you are welcome. And uh, also the visitors of, of the listeners of the podcast, you are welcome to come and visit the Netherlands, especially Stadskloosterdorf. And I've been working quite a while now with Erwin. We both set up um, the, you know, the businesses mission, mission Congress. Congress. Yes, that's yeah. true. Who knows what will happen in the future? I know you have dreams for many more places like this in Europe. So it's good to to work together, to be together, and to see what God will do, is doing and will do. Yeah, we thank you for persevering to the point where you are today. Okay. It's very encouraging. Thank you. This was Gea Gord from the Netherlands. Remember to visit benmoves.com and check out the course on Kingdom Mindsets for business, life, and work. And in two weeks' time, we will be back with another episode. Follow us in your favorite podcast app so you won't miss the next one.